Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And the reason we're laughing <laughs> is because Anna had to get a burp out I'm just right worried. before. I'm worried. Were you recording that? What if yes. you blew it? I feel nervous now. <laughs> uh, because I don't have bodily functions for all of you listeners at home. Lady, I am a woman. Ladies. Which means ladies I don't. don't burp nope. or fart or poop yeah i said all of those things just do you, now do you remember when i sent you that tiktok <laughs> just the other day of that little girl who was ordering something her mother was ordering for her in a drive-thru pause you cannot talk to me about tiktok right now i said no bantering until the no, quiz no, no, is I'm just, done okay i'm sorry i'm sorry but anyway the kid said fart and her mom <laughs> What do you want? She's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. I want fries, fries, Coke, Coke, fart, fart. (laughs) She got the mom to say fart. It was so good. Anyway. I have a lot of questions about that child's personality or like really those kids learn those things from their parents. Yeah. No, our kids are super cool. Mm, Okay. I'm Bubba. I'm one of the founders. Oh Oh, gosh. Okay. You want to go that quick and quiz. (laughs) I thought we were doing, anytime you say I'm Bubba, I just have to follow, it's like .gov. .gov, yeah. I just have to follow it up with, I'm Anna. Hey, what a callback to last week's episode. Which was so long Oh my ago. gosh, it's so many, I can't even remember how this long. This is very confusing. If you feel confused, welcome to our world. <laughs> this is a confusing time for us because we're in a very crazy part of our life right now which is Bubba gone a lot, mm-hmm. me solo parenting a lot, and us recording things back to back to back to back with, back, I can't back, like, there's back, no separation back. in my mind between moments because there is no separation yeah. in reality. And so it's confusing. Quiz me, bro. You want to be more confused? We're going to talk quiz on? about, okay. The third leg of this quiz. Oh, I did so bad in the last one. We did Pretty bad at creatures. I'm bad. At, I'm a. I'm not good at Very creatures. Very poorly. This one is actually um film film quiz questions. Which film um has Jack Burton, Egg Shen, and Lo Pan as its central characters? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? Um, do you want me to repeat the question or do you just want to admit that we're not going to do <laughs> Is it anything I've ever heard of? Well, I'm trying to find it one second because Have I you ever not. heard me talk about it? Um, one second. Did you say egg pen? Hold, please. <laughs> Is that what you said? Um, if I said big trouble in little China. Oh, yeah. You're nodding and smiling yeah. at me like you do know what that is. I do I do know. I still don't. Kurt Russell. I'm, I'm looking at the answers to all of these right now in my uh, on my browser. Um, it's not looking real good for me. Perfect. On, that means oh, I'm going to crush it. Have it up. Okay. Sorry about I that. I have seen that Sheesh. movie. It's not a movie that is like in my top 100 to watch. <laughs> Which film introduced... 
Kaiser Sozi. <laughs> this is an actual quiz. This is not just a, you type in humiliate Bubba into Google. <laughs> Smoke or laugh, you make how, me laugh. How to make husband feel dummy. Life also feels dumb. Okay. Was it, what was it again? I don't even know if I'm saying it right, just, which is a problem. Kaiser Sozi. Kaiser Sozi. Kaiser Sozi. Kaiser. Kaiser. K. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> the usual suspects. Never. Nope. I which, don't think I've even seen that movie. Maybe we should jeopardy this. I'll say a name and you write your own question. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Give me the next one. Which film holds the current box office Titanic record? Uh, used to be Titanic. Might be Avatar now. Mm-mm. Neither More of those? recent. Oh, Avengers. Which Avengers? Sheesh. Uh, probably Endgame. You got one. Yeah. You got a question. Bing. That's one. <laughs> Which English language movie franchise has the most films? Whoa. This feels like it should be multiple choice. Which English? I would have to write the multiple which choice. Which English language? Is it Godzilla? Wait, that's not English language. Are some of some the Godzilla are, films in Japanese? Yeah. Most um, of them. Um, I don't give me, even. Just give me a second. Um, the most. It's about an international spy. Carmen San Diego. <laughs> an international. Is James Bond? Yeah. 25. Really? Yes. Holy geez. 25? 25 films. That sound incorrect? I don't know. I didn't uh, check this. Superman said that he wants to be a part of it now. Um, what is it? What? Idris Alba is supposed to. Oh. That's different. It's different guy. Okay. Superman from mm-hmm. the Justice League's movies. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Uh, Superman. I can't. Um, um, I guess he is. Cal. Case. I think it's he goes by Cal L. Cal L. Um, oh. He wants to be in. He didn't say he wants to be James Bond. He just said he wants to be in the franchise. Oh. But hmm. Idris Alba, speaking of Pacific Rim, last episode, um, he, uh, Charles Minor. Oh, okay. When you say Charles Minor, <laughs> then I understand. That's pretty, that's pretty funny right there, guys. <laughs> the Charles Minor, he, you don't know paper. I, I would you watch. Can't burn paper. I, I mean, he can't is a beautiful man, but I think he's a very, very good actor. Like, he's so. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Well, there there is talks about him being Bond, <gasps> which I'm Ooh, down. I'm down yes, for. Please, I would like that. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I hate about James Bond movies? Here we go. <sighs> buckle up, buckle up. Mm, okay, I know you can't really be the ultimate spy and the ultimate ladies' man. Sure, you can. Like that's not a real thing, and I wish. <sighs> I wish, and the the whole thing about James Bond being larger than life is that he is both of those things, and that's like part of the whole of like allure yeah. of it. I just hate it. Like, pick a lane, man, because I only want to watch the spy action film stuff. I don't want to watch all the sleazy, disgusting ladies' man part. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, well, boo, two thumbs down hey, for that. Chill out, lady. Also, Take a breath. okay, Pierce Brosnan. I really liked him as James Bond. Why did you like him as James Bond? I don't know. I think I know. <laughs> because he's Pierce Brosnan? Because he's a handsome man. So, he's also a very nice man and very oh loyal gosh. to his wife and wonderful. Except when he's James Bond. 
except when he's James Bond. Um, so real quick, if if you don't like the ladies' man stuff about James Bond, you might actually like, like, legitimately like the newer, latter James Bonds. Who is Daniel um, Craig? I know. Get out of here, lady! Don't say it. Listen, here's the problem. Listen, here's the other problem. Because he has so many scars and he's so like you, rugged and gross looking that I'm not, then I'm like, well, I don't want to look at you now. Would the ultimate spy not be a rugged so, man? Right. You're right. Like, you're See, right. You, you want to eat your cake and have it too. I know. And that, I know. I'm aware. It's problematic. You want him to be the ultimate spy. <sighs> Hypocrite. And to be monogamous. Pointing at myself. To you. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay. Oh, quickly. What is the name of the narrator in Bike Club? Uh, I've heard you say this name. Tyler Durden. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's the name of the narrator in... Brad Pitt. Who is Tyler Durden? Where did E.T. want to phone? Home. Hey, that's... You've gotten three things Uh, now. Also Reese's Species. (laughs) Where, Where? Oh, okay. Where is Captain James T. Kirk from? Oh, uh... Oh, he's uh, he's from the Midwest. Um, he is from the Midwest. Uh, giving you half a point. It is in the Midwest. I'm going to guess Idaho. And you got a half from, um, oh no, you got a full one. Okay. Idaho, Montana. It starts with an I. Sing your state song. Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still okay. giving you a half because I had a really. Oh, Detectives Mike Lowry and Lowry. Marcus Burnett. Burnett? Burnett? Burnett. It has to be Burnett. Just move on. Belong to which film franchise? Lowry. Police Academy. Bad boys. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Who's the Oh, lead? I remember that because <laughs> it's a, I'm Detective Lowry. Like there's a whole part of Lowry. They're making fun of each other. <laughs> Lowry. I'm just laughing there's at you a, There's a that, new one that I, I haven't seen yet. I don't know what you're talking about. You would hate those movies. I'm sure I would. Speaking of movies that I hate, who was <laughs> the leader of the re- the replicants in Blade Runner? Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not the Republicans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Roy Batty? Ring a bell? No. No, doesn't. No, because I didn't watch Blade Runner. I want to watch the old one and then I want to watch the new one. That's legitimately what I want to do. Which actor has played the role of Alfred Pennyworth more than any other in the live action Batman films? Oh, dude. Alfred. What is his name? <clears throat> he's this, I, I, I want to say he's the same Alfred that was in like Batman Forever. He's, um, he's been through several Batman. Oh, yeah. Through several Batman Batman's Batman. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know how to say his name though. That's a problem. Um, Michael, is it Go or Guff? Oh, because so it ends when I watched in G in O O U G H. When I when I watched <laughs> um, Doctor Who, there uh-huh. was a Doctor Who episode about Van Gogh. Van Gogh. And mm. so I tend to trust the Brits on this one. It. I think here hold on ready is everybody listening I'm listening Michael Goff Goff got it Michael Goff yeah okay well now now I know the more you know thanks lady okay well um you got let's see one two three four I did 
the exact uh, same. Three and a half. I'll give you four. I I'll give you four because two of them one. you got kind of like calf points. So you felt better about that. I felt like creatures? A, an idiot. Yeah. I felt like an absolute idiot. But I laughed a lot. Dang, so like you think you know things, and then you take... I don't. I don't think I know things. I think I know nothing. Hmm. Okay. Well, hey, that was fun. Um, Still didn't get to banter with we you bantered about a lot. TikTok. We'll banter at the top of the next one about TikTok. <laughs> and take up all our time yeah, why next not? time. It's our podcast. We are ending up in time deficit on Here's these the things. We just need a longer podcast. Hey, babe, it's just you and me right now. <laughs> the people that listen to this podcast, they love this stuff. They do. So they love us and they love hearing to we'll us. Just, hearing us argue. We'll just keep doing it. All right. Well. All right. Hey, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm literally going to like take a break. I'm going to go get some coffee if there's any left. We're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then the bulk of this episode is about burnout. It is. And so it's very apropos in the season of life that I find myself in. So we're going to talk a little bit you about it. You brought it up. So let's talk about it. Yeah. That's not our slogan. Oh, let's no. talk about that. Can't do that. <laughs> Hey, I think we can say it. We'll be back. This is our slogan. We'll be back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. This week in nerd history, look at that 480p resolution. Believe it or not, we were all completely wowed by that level of quality when we saw it for the first time on our brand new fifth generation iPods, often referred to as the iPod video. Up until this point, iPods had mainly been used for music and later photo capability, largely created to allow album artwork uploads. However, that all changed on October 12th, 2005, when Apple released its fifth generation that supported up to 150 hours of video programming. And through iTunes, it became a portable way to watch TV shows shows, movies, and video podcasts long before smartphones were capable of actual practical video playback. Prior to this, the closest thing that we had to mobile video was very small pixelated videos and slideshows with audio playing over them to mimic TV. Watching 480p TV shows we downloaded from iTunes would be the first stepping stone to the full screen high quality video we enjoy on our smartphones today and also the big first step towards online streaming of TV and movies. And innovation wouldn't take long as iPod's next generation came only two years later with the iPod Touch and the very first iPhone, debuting and changing the face of handheld smart devices forever. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. Dot gov. And today, <laughs> um, you, okay, first before we get into the main topic here. Okay. TikTok. I have a bone to pick with you, Stall Cup. <laughs> what are you doing down there? What is happening? <laughs> so we have a special podcast guest again. Host, uh, guest more, host. More emeritus. of a regular than a guest. <laughs> It's PJ, PJ is awake. Here He's he here. is. Okay, so if you hear weird things, De- it, it's PJ's it's fault. Definitely not me. <laughs> I'm gonna blame everything okay. on him. Here's what I have to 
Stop. Stop trying to make me be involved in TikTok. No. I don't appreciate it. You're welcome. No. No. No, I send you fire. Okay. Like I send you the best of the best you on TikTok. You sent me one video that I thought was funny. No, I sent you four videos that were amazing. No, you did get me with the um, the English language pronunciation. Wang <laughs> way. Um, <laughs> but... Um, the things that crack you up late at night do not crack me up. Like, like, I mean, I'm in tears. I know, but I think, I don't know if it's just that the same things don't always make us laugh or you're just so tired (laughs) that you think the dumbest stuff is funny. At least I think it's dumb stuff. So I'm trying to remember the origin of that. And I think one of the very first ones was Mary Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That? Mary Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Happy Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're still. You're still. Lying. It's so good. It's so good. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, like, hey, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. All right. Yeah, so, you like, do. Yeah, you do. And I'm still in the like. <sighs> okay, so I had this moment a few weeks ago. No false not weeks probably days maybe one day ago where earlier I was like, this morning yeah do i need to quit other platforms in and in preference of tiktok and like kind of switch but kind of like at what point in time did people decide okay i'm giving up on myspace i'm going to facebook i'm not ready to give up on facebook no, yeah, I'm not because ultimately not the thing there, yeah. is Facebook is like my, it's, it's my little memory machine. Yes. I, it's kind of like a journal for me. And I just like seeing my memories, seeing the funny things that I posted about my kids doing, seeing pictures of their sweet little faces. I just love that stuff. And ultimately, like, I feel like I don't, I don't know. TikTok is just so, I don't like it. TikTok is for me. It's for funnies, funny ha-has. There's so much toxicity there, Not which I know mine. that there's toxicity on Facebook too, but... Yeah. Where there's people, there's toxicity, but... It's very, I'm very not, true. I'm not hanging out in those toxic spots. I'm hanging out in the funny spots and also in the conspiracy spots. Um, well, okay. All right, well... So I've got a quiz for you. Oh, okay, go. Since since I said that, I have a game here called oh, Conspiracy Theory. Oh, my goodness. Theory. What are we doing? Um, you don't want to leave this as the um, the nerdy recommendation? I think it can be a lot of different things. <laughs> um, so when, when I was at Gen Con, there was a game that was calling out to me, and it was perfect, because this is a shower thought that I had, um, and it's a game called Conspiracy Theory. And I thought to myself, how do I make this into a game? Like that, was, I love conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I don't buy into them. Sure. You just man, like to hear them. I love them. And I think I love conspiracy theories for the same reason that I love to hear people's stories. Here's a little bit of the psychology behind it, I guess, is because I'm just fascinated at the reasoning behind why people are the way they are or think the way they think or believe the things that they believe. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely fascinated by it. Um, and I think that conspiracy theories are like just legitimately some great storytelling like why how the pyramids were made or flat flat earth is a hot one right now and i just love going how did you get there like where really you really went way far out to get there afro guy white afro guy aliens yeah 
Uh, speaking of aliens, I got one here for you. Okay. Okay. Um, and this one, like, I, I'm not a monster. So these are multiple questions, multiple choice here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a lot more prep work and like write in multiple choice answers. Yeah. So uh, those of you listening, play along at home. Uh, what resource in the Bermuda Triangle is jointly controlled by both the Draconian and the Zeta Regalians alien races? Okay, so starting out with softball here. A, oh, oh, yes, multiple. Yeah, A, those are just the names of the races, like okay? Gold. So again, water. Resource in, in the Bermuda Triangle that's jointly controlled by the Draconian and Zeta Regalians alien races, okay? Um, A, the Falcon Wormhole. B, <laughs> If, hey, listen, lady. I'm already lost. Will you just okay, Falcon Wormhole, B, the Phoenix Stargate, C, the Crystal Pyramid, or D, the Atlantean Road? Uh-huh. I know it's a tough choice, right? It just sounds. It could have been any of them. All made up. And the answer is the Atlantean Road for sure. 100%. Um, except for the fact that it is the Falcon Wormhole. <laughs> and here's the best part about it. On the card is a QR code that you can scan oh, that will take you to something on the internet that supports that this. Okay. All right. So this game is only going to be good for as long as those links are alive. The, I talked to the lady. She's constantly updating them. Oh. Constantly. So it, it goes to a Google Doc. Okay. So <clears throat> the, the this lady, mm-hmm. is she... Does she think conspiracy theories like you are just interesting and kind of funny, or yes. like is she is like I th- I think when you real go serious when you go this. far enough down I don't want to poke fun. If no, 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 no. This is when you when you go far enough down the rabbit hole. You believe things start to make it. sense. You're sure. Like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So all right. That Britney Spears documentary I just watched. Don't get me started. Um. All right. Here, last one. When we only did two. Okay. Um, Declassified FBI documents indicate that Nikola Tesla was actually from where? Oh, oh, um. You just want to guess outright? Was this on a box or something? Because I feel like I've heard this question before. On a box of what? Is he, is. Like life cereal? Is he from Venus? He is from Venus. And I remember that. You want to know how I remember? I would love to because know how I remember like, that. Because it was like, how can he be from Venus? Shouldn't he be from Mars? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. He's from Venus. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't well, know that... where I heard. Hey, I got that one. Don't take that away from me. Well, that was, it was too easy. I added another one. How um, dare this you? This one, they, they all have they all have different like oh sections. So that 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 last mm-hmm. one was random. Okay. Um, this is tech. Oh no. All right. I'm going to fail. What fail. popular gaming app is being used by the government? Gaming app. To get real-time footage of your surroundings. <laughs> oh, Can, Pokemon Go. Are you kidding me? You got to let me read the things, lady. But that's it, isn't it? It is. Aha, that one just makes sense. That's that's real. <laughs> we're going to do one more. <laughs> what were the other what were the other answers though? Candy Crush, Words with Friends, Home see, that Homescapes make any sense and Pokemon Go. Because Pokemon Go, you're like out, you're taking pictures of everything. So, okay, here we go. This is, this is one you're not going to (laughs) know. You just want to gotcha me. I do. How? That's rude. Uh, But you're doing so well. You're like, (laughs) no, are you sure you're not on TikTok? Okay. Uh, According to Robert David Steele. Don't know who that is. The government is abducting children and sending them where? This is a scheme card. No, you wish. Alien hybrid center in Antarctica. 
which is a whole nother ball of wax, Antarctica. Okay. okay. Yeah, it doesn't exist. To the reptilians on the planet Draco. Wow. What is the deal with Draco? See, oh, dude. I, I need to. Lizard read. people is like a real thing. Space no, Ranger Draco combat is a dragon training. in Dragonheart. Space Ranger combat training camps. Or D, Martian slave colonies. Mm. So the space ranger training camps. I wish that was it. It's Martian slave colonies, obviously. Oh, man. Um, but hey, that's how I spend my time in the internet. Okay, <clears throat> well, that was half of our time. And I <clears throat> love, love, love it's conspiracy fine. theories. It's fine. We'll be fine. Speaking okay. of burnout. Speaking of burnout, well, I, we're not really. Well, we're gonna we're gonna save the really heavy stuff for obviously the next uh, segment because yeah. that's how we do on this show. This first part is just we're just gonna keep it light and frothy. I wanted to talk about sort of like overwhelm in in games okay. and how so there are some games that I feel like are actually designed on purpose to overwhelm you. Yeah. Um, and when when I think about that, I'm thinking about like frenzy games like, well, obviously, Fusion Frenzy, best game ever. Microsoft. Love it. Xbox. Love it. Fusion Frenzy is Fire. Man, our youth group played so much. So much. Frenzy. It was fun. It was yeah. a fun game. Um, and when I asked you about that, like, is there like just a name for those kinds of games? You're like, well, they're just party games. Yeah, the genre. Um, I mean, I guess Mario Party mini games. It's a it's a, it's a mini game. game. Kind of. Um, Overcooked though is one of yeah. them where it's like, at the end of that, nobody's gonna win that. Nobody's Nobody gonna win that. No, they're not gonna do well. Like it's just sail through it with five stars. Everything will end up burning. Three stars. Um, five, I I don't know what you're playing, but I get five stars. You get five? Over. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I know. Um, but even like Pong and Tetris, like they're they reaches a point where it's just like they're just throwing things at you so fast that you'll never be able to. It's just like how far can you get? Yeah, you know. Um, then you also have though sort of notoriously punishing games, um, which I say punishing and we're going to talk about that a little bit too, but like just really, really difficult games, punishing games. There's like, um, Mario maker levels that people just make them to make you throw your controller yeah. at the screen. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I was looking up like what are the what are the most punishing games ever? Um, Super Meat Boy, uh, Ninja Gaiden, yep. Dark Souls, yep, Faster Than Light, yep, FTL, yep. Um, so which or some people like I watched this YouTube video where this guy was like, not all of those games are actually punishing games. There's a difference between a game being very difficult and a game being punishing so punishing games are ones that are just kind of designed either purposefully or carelessly in such a way that it like makes you rage quit a lot oh yeah um usually those are kind of, they, they don't make you want to keep solving the puzzle they make you want to walk away angrily um so like inconsistent rules yeah um things that just come out of nowhere that the learning curve isn't really a curve. It's like they're, it's, it's a, a jump. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of bro, one moment you're doing fine. And then the next level is like, what? And that's how I feel about cuphead. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll give it to you. 
I just like, and even, even Mario, like world one and two, you know, are fine depending on what game you play. It's not always called worlds, I guess. I don't know that those first couple are fine. And then there's this really steep jump in difficulty and I can never make it. I can never make it past that hump. And then I end up walking away. Yes. Um, I, I tend to get this to the same spot where like, that's, that's about the time that I'll rage quit is, is whenever, whenever the dichotomy between skill and my drive, uh huh. Um, whenever it's too vast, like yeah. I, I'm out. Well, this guy, it was actually, I guess this is, this video was done by a game creator and he was talking about how basically that just means it's a poorly designed game. That's not that, cause, cause the question was like, are we done with hard video games? Um, that video games used to be really, really hard, especially because it came from like the coin operation era yeah. where it was like, you needed people to keep coming back. And it was, you only had this limited amount. He's like, most of those games had like five hours worth of content yeah. in the early days tops and they cheat. Um, but that was part of the thing was like, most people weren't buying game after game, after game, after game, after game. No. You didn't have shelves of shame back in those days. It was like, you know, our kids with the Galaga. Yeah. You had four games in the back of the car. You have nothing else to do. So you, yeah, you just keep doing it over and over again. Dominate. You, you memorize all of the places where monsters come out inexplicably that don't follow the rules yep. of monsters and stuff like that. But he said there are games um, like Super Meat Boy and like Dark Souls that actually have committed to basically it's difficult, but they're playing fair that yes. all of the monsters always obey the same rules. Yes. Like they, there's a code of conduct and that they they are not going to create situations for you as the player that you are not equipped to handle um like they given, they've given you the the knowledge and the tools and some options mm -hmm. to problem solve within the game. Yeah, they aren't leaving you, you know, in a spot where you you just can't you just can't you just can't do it. Well, and I think you have that to know some secret. Like you have to basically find a glitch. Yes, to beat it. And I, I think that also there are some some things in those games that reward the player. So you, when you think about <clears throat> having to do hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And if you're not a gamer, like that is going to sound like terrible. And even if you are a gamer, sometimes it is. But if you spend hours on a game, on a part of a game or doing something, like trying to complete something, so long as the payoff, so long as the payoff is good, then it kind of makes all that work and all that time and effort that you put into it worth it. Like, what it's if, um what what if the payoff is a piece of cake? Well the cake is a lie. <laughs> At the end of that game specifically. Was that worth it? No. <laughs> like to me, I was there were there were some you people like, oh so what a much portal. What an interesting story. And I was like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> mad right now. Like did I enjoy the game? Yes, but like I was working towards something. But the game in and of itself was designed to make you feel that way when you got to that point. Like that was, everything was by design. Like you, you were such a rube. Yeah. The thing, the thing also, um, is that <clears throat> like there was, if you, if you think about like a game called, uh, that's just a die that, um, PJ dropped. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We're trying to keep him occupied. 
Oh, he's dropping it. Just put him on the ground. Um, if you think about a game like uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, fantastic game, gorgeous. Like I, I've met a person or know a person who uh, recently has mentioned that he just hates that game. Oh. And I think about that and I'm like, I, I mean, I guess that's okay. That's fine. Like you don't have to like everything I like. Mm-hmm. But I think you're about- wrong. Yes, but... you're allowed to be wrong. I think about all like the vastness of that. And that game is a time sink, but there's a lot of payoff in that. Um, there's a lot of payoff in that, but at the same time, there's a thing that you do in that game. And if you play this, you know what I'm talking about. You collect Korok seeds. Collecting? And, you know, right? We didn't even talk about that last throwback. episode, like in-game, in-game collecting collections? things. Yeah. So a throwback to last week, right? You're, like you're collecting these Korok seeds. And to be real, they're just a random throwaway kind of thing. If you collect enough of them, you can actually do stuff in the game, blah, blah, blah. But like you could go the entire game without pursuing those. You don't, you're not like t- trapped into doing just no. one thing. No, yeah, it's, it's not story driven. But if you do turn your focus to collecting all the, t- the Korok seeds, of which there are over 900 of them. Holy Toledo. Um, at the end of that, because they are so random and le- le- legit hidden, you expect the payoff at the end of that to just mm. be grand. Mm-hmm. And it legitimately, mm-hmm. no joke is a golden poo. <laughs> you literally can polish that turd. It's as polished as it's going to get. <laughs> like that to and ev- anybody will talk about that and they'll just be like, "Oh, don't even freaking get me started on the Korok seeds." Like because that's where it, it oh, and that's where all roads inevitably lead with Korok seeds is to the golden poo. Which you is cannot fine if even do anything with if it. If you're informed going in. Well, I think uh, that's that was another thing that this person, you know, making the video was talking about where he was like being able to make an informed decision about something is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of about valuing the player that you're designing for. And he was saying as a as a developer, as a designer, your goal is should never be i'm gonna beat the player the goal should be i want the player to win this and feel a sense of accomplishment i want them to want to beat this i want them to want to do this and to like be able to celebrate that not just trying to grind them into the ground and that that's the difference between a really well-designed game with care and thought put into it and you know some of the other some of the other options out there there are a lot of other games out there like that and we don't have time to get into them um but personally speaking when i'm playing like tabletop games with people i break all the rules any rule that can be broken i break it not so that i win but for the same effect like that you were just talking about Mm -hmm. i want people to have fun playing the game and i know that people have more fun when they win. Yeah. That's um, kind of that rewarding the player. Oh, the other thing he talked about too was like, um, when you, when they put in a random monster that, that just obeys and like kills your characters or something like that and you cannot get them back, but you're already 20 minutes into mm-hmm. a battle mm-hmm. and there's no way, he said the thing about Super Meat Boy, like there is a bunch of weird stuff like that, it's but it's never like more than 10 seconds in. So when you die, you don't have to go 
back and like grind through all of this stuff. Right. It's like easy recall right there, you know, and that that's another. And maybe that's where Cuphead key. is different for me in that like Cuphead does that. Like there are phases in each one of the levels. Right. And it shows you your progression at the end of it. Yeah. And so you either feel really good about yourself or really bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay everything is pattern. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like a digital dexterity game. Sure, yeah. You know, and I love dexterity games because um, I was telling people this at Gen Con um, and Origins both. I was like, it d- dexterity games level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Just because you know the best thing to do doesn't mean jack or squat. You still have to do the thing. You have to actually physically do it. And in a game like Cuphead, you may know the, what needs to be who, done. Those who can't do teach though. Bingo. I'm yeah. a great teacher. And so like you still will have to do all the things in Cuphead. Mm-hmm. And then when you finish it, it's it's euphoric, you know, like. I wouldn't the, know. The, I, do- I, <laughs> the dopamine rush is just like, oh my gosh. And then you're like, put in the next one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that that's what the, the charge is. But if you never get to that point, if if the barrier of entry is too high for you, uh-huh. You just keep failing and failing and failing. Yeah. Then you rage quit and you're like, Cuphead sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, that's where the burnout is, right? Like you get caught in that moment where you're like, nobody can do this. This is impossible. And then you find yourself. Well, I mean, and to an extent in gaming, there is a certain amount of that that people kind of do enjoy a little bit. Like it's why I think about this in tabletop games Table, I mean, sorry, tabletop experiences. Yeah, our games are um, for children. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are certain games like, okay, so the, the Grizzled is one. Man, we don't play that enough. Um, it's a, it is a good game that we don't play enough. Um, Forbidden Island or even Pandemic where you can, you can ramp up the difficulty of those games to 11 where it's like, you're probably you're probably not going to win that game. No. The grizzled, you are probably not going. <laughs> you lose more than you win. We started and you, keeping and you track lose. on the box of how many times we won versus how many times the game won. Right. There's and you're all working together against a common enemy, which is like the deck. Yeah. Or the, um, I think we do that too with machines. There's something that feels good about like beating the machine and it's not personal, but like you all worked together and you did this really hard thing together and you sacrificed everything. Players were lost along the way. Some people died, but, um, but we won and we either lose together or win together. Um, we make it off the Island or we don't make it off the Island. I don't know. Like there's something about that that keeps us coming back. I I don't quite understand that, except that we like challenge. Yeah, well, and and things are better together, more often than not, right? There's a song about that. Yeah, that's actually our song, everyone. That's, that's our that was our first dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't know, and we'll probably end up talking more about this this later in the next segment, but yeah, I think that you're right. If it's just me, you know, like thinking of like a world of Warcraft raid or something like that, or even like a destiny Two raid or, you know, new worlds coming out. That new stuff like is already out rather like if it were just me going in and getting creamed over and over again, that would not be fun. Kind of out. But if it's like, Hey, we are trying to beat this thing. I know Mm -hmm. we can do it Mm -hmm. because you know, we are good together. And Mm -hmm. so like, it's it's that camaraderie i think that kind of takes it to the next level and kind of you know it helps helps to kind of cool down the burnout a little mm. bit as it were 
But mm. hey, we are going to take a short break, if for no other reason than to get <laughs> PJ in front of toys, toy. in front of real toys. <laughs> Um, and, uh, when we come back, we'll talk about, we'll talk more about burnout and, you know, kind of how we deal with it on a personal level and, um, you know, kind of what the Bible has to say about it in some way, shape or form as well. So don't go anywhere. And we will be back with more of the church nerds podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai. And this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So there's a new digital comic book exclusive called We Have Demons. It's on Comixology, which means if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can get it for free. But the reason I'm interested in this is because it's from two of my favorite creators. Scott Snyder, who did amazing things with Batman. And Greg Capullo, who also did amazing things with Batman. This duo has made some of the most iconic imagery and storytelling of Batman in the last like decade or so. They make great comic books when they're together. And so they have this new comic book called We Have Demons, and the first page of it is a trigger warning. Now, as the intro is going on, it talks about uh, gore and blood splatter and certain body parts being ripped out through certain orifices. And, you know, that's kind of in the intro, but that's not the trigger warning. Check this out. This is a quote from the comic. It says, but it's also about faith. That's the trigger warning part. Because some people, like me, faith makes them queasy. So I felt I needed just to put it out there. You've been warned. Now where to start? So this is a super violent, very... Uh, vocabulary and violence-wise inappropriate comic book, but it's also about faith. And they didn't feel the need to make a trigger warning about the violence or the gore or anything like that. They felt the need to make a trigger warning because they were going to genuinely talk about faith. And while it made me chuckle, the reality is that's what it is like for some people in this world that they can take anything else, but when we're talking about faith... We're almost scared to even say anything with it. But Romans 10, 17 says this. So faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ, the word of God. We need to be in a place where, as comfortable as we get talking about everything else, that we don't get so caught up that we're afraid to talk about our faith. Because it can be easy to talk about other things we enjoy, but to be quieter about our faith. And you know what? For some people, they might need a trigger warning for how we share about what we believe. But just know that the fact that we talk about it and we're open about it makes a huge difference. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Round two, fight. 
Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we're talking about everybody's favorite topic, burnout. Yeah, so um, we we talked about, I think, some games that I feel like are a little bit designed to burn you out. <laughs> um, you either burn out or you persevere. Like, you've got two options. Mm-hmm. So this is the part of the show where we um, start, we start to get a little bit serious. So... You know, do you ever feel sort of ready to, to rage quit your life? Like Whoa. things are stacked up. So and I'm not talking about like it, it can get very dark. I'm not really talking about that really dark moment of, you know, where you start to like yeah. can contemplate suicide and stuff. But if you don't take care of it in the beginning, it can, can get, get to there. that spot. Yeah, sure. But like that sort of feeling of like life is just so stacked high against me and there are so many people counting on me and there are so many plates that are spinning and like the overcooked kitchen of my life Mm -hmm. is just starting to like flame and smolder and you reach that point where you're like everything is on fire i'm not even gonna bother with the extinguisher it's too far gone i just i just want to do over like sometimes yes the answer is yes to that spot um i kind of that 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 is kind of like the venn diagram of my life Right now? Yeah, it just flames in the middle of mm-hmm. that Venn diagram. And honestly, what I do in that moment, it, it I don't think of it as flames, but I spin a lot of plates. Uh-huh. I just let the plates fall. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, because at some you, point you just you're just like, on that thing. you're like, I don't have, I do not have capacity to do all of this stuff. And so what I do, and I don't, I'm not saying that this is the proper way to do things, but I will just determine really without talking to anybody, what plates can fall? Well, I mean, we're going to like get into that some because I think that it's important to have sort of some strategy. Maybe you should talk to people and let them know that you're going to drop those plates. 100%. And I have been telling people like, hey, uh, this plate's coming down in three days. You know, like. Well, okay. So a lot of times I think when we're in that moment, it feels like a smoky kitchen, a flaming smoky kitchen from the outside looking in. Sometimes it isn't quite that dramatic. Sure. Um, it just is what it feels like to us where I think a lot of it is exhaustion and fatigue. And then when we reach that point, like everything feels like a bigger deal mm-hmm. than it actually is. Well, that's me. Uh, that's how I feel. No, I think you're completely right. Um, so I kind of, uh, how are we doing? What's, what you brought up this topic. I was like, we need, do you have any ideas or something that you want to talk about? Cause I was thinking, well, you just got home from origins and you were like burnt out. hundred <laughs> percent. dude. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that escalated quickly. No, it's, it's the, it's the theme of my life right now. And it's not that I don't love what I do. And it's not that I don't feel that God is, is still calling me into the, the greatness that is nerd culture missions. Like I don't, I don't feel that, but it's, it's like, dude, I know what burnout is. I know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's important. And I, I, I like well, personally, what's burning you out here? Just time and expectation. And I've I've said this before that um, I don't remember who I actually said it to, but you know, you and I were talking about this. And like, love love thy nerd is not nearly as big of an organization mm-hmm. as it may seem that mm-hmm. it is. And it's probably because one of my jobs, self appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, is to make it feel 
Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Absolutely. Yeah. It's my, one of my main jobs is to make it feel like it is. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's... So you're just back there frantically working yeah. with knobs and levers and smoke billowing mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> and, and that's one of the things. And when I'm, when I'm talking about, like, I'm spinning plates, I'm spinning plates. Yeah. Like a ton of them. And now with, you know, one of my my new major things is outreach, being on the road mm-hmm. and, you know, literally being gone for, you know, three weeks out of a month and stuff like that. And it's it, it is tough because I'm not just spinning work things. I'm also spinning life things. I'm spinning family plates. I'm, you know, personal uh, expectations that I have just for me in general. And then also the expectations of my wife and my kids and my friends. I'm sorry. Do you think I have expectations? Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Yes. I think <laughs> that you do. And so like so much so like real talk for me, I I have had to step back and I, this, I, this sucks. I hate this. I absolutely hate it. I've had to step back um, in what I'm capable of doing volunteer wise, like at church. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I, I have become the very thing that I hate, which is Flaky. like Captain Frosted Flakes over here, because like, I just, I will agree because this is my mentality. This is my personality. It's who I am. I will agree to do something and then I'll have to turn back and go, God, that was stupid. I actually can't. I actually don't I cannot ha- do that. I actually don't have time right. to do that. I don't have, I only, I only have this many spoons Mm-hmm. And I cannot give you one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, because there is this tendency, and and I was talking about this when uh, we were talking about putting the kids in school, and people were like, "What are you going to do with all this time?" And I'm like, you know, I really don't want to actually count on having all that time because odds are it's not as much time as I think it's going to be. And shocker, I was right. <laughs> I was right um, because I still like I can't commit to things. It actually turns out that this, all this extra time means that I can actually more adequately care for my kids. Is yes. they, like I can actually take them to doctor point, appointments. I can yep. actually get their teeth taken care of. I can actually get them the counseling that they need. I can. Act, yep. it, it's a lot of appointments, you guys. A lot. I don't actually. know how people have four children and have jobs because I feel like I my full-time job is taking them to appointments. I can tell you right now, it's not easy. Um, (laughs) You're not even taking the kids to their appointments, but you are like having to meet them on the bus. Oh yeah. um, Because I don't actually have time to like, we have to have our kids ride the bus. I don't know how I would take them to school Uh, and and home and stuff. It's, it is rough in the streets, you guys. Um, and that's, you know, burnout has looked different at different stages of our lives and phases. Ministry burns people out. I want to say that it's uniquely, but I think that we can find burnout wherever we are because it's more about the, how we deal with things and the choices that we make than anything else. Yeah. Like we think, oh, I'm burnt out because I'm at working at a church. Well, I'll, I'll switch my situation so that I'm working my, by my own hours yeah. and I'm not going to burn out as quickly. And yet we still reach out, reach burnout, which probably means it's a personal problem. And I'm pointing at you and I'm talking about your situations, but you know, I can point all these fingers at me too. No, you're fine. Like, because, I, look, dude, I get it. I completely understand. And I talk about this probably ad nauseum to anybody that will listen to me 
when I start sensing it in other people's life, um, other people's lives, I'm like, Hey, I'm only saying this because I care about you. Like legitimately speaking, because I know, especially when I talk to people in ministry, like I did, you know, I don't say this as part of my intro anymore, but I was, I was 12 years in the church, mm-hmm. like not just attending, but like on staff, 12 yeah. years in various positions with, you know, varying levels of expectation, some way more vast than others. And so when I hear people talk, or when I see things going in a direction, a lot of times my MO is to go, are you, hey, are you okay? Check yourself. Do yeah. You, do you have this capacity? And mm-hmm. because what I did starting out, this is usually how I start most of my things is I'm like, Too I fast. will, I will go, I'll, I'll go you full don't pace out of yourself. the gate because I want people to, to see the greatness that I can do right. when given the opportunity. When really all that does is it doesn't manage expectations well. What it yes. shows them is, wow, he has high capacity. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pile on. Mm-hmm. So what they don't know is that big thing that I do is 100% of my energy. And you, yeah. And so they're like, oh, cool. Well, you can do that. Well, I don't want you to stop doing that because that is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but also do this mm-hmm. with that level of intensity. And immediately I'm like, I uh, what? cannot, cannot do it. Cannot. I and think, so I find myself in those spots, right? Yeah, I think I'm like personally, and this is much like sillier. I'm thinking of two two moments in my life where I did that. One of them was a race that I was doing with my aunt where it was a, like, I okay, homeschooled everybody. I did not participate in track and field. I wanted to because I was a very fast runner, really more of a sprinter yeah. than a long distance runner though. And so we were probably doing a 5k or something like that I was doing with my aunt and I was very young, like probably six or something like that. And, um, I just took off like running like fast. Cause I'm like, we're going to win this thing. And my aunt is like, Whoa, slow your roll, <laughs> like slow it down. Um, cause she was like, you know, you're going to run really, really fast here at the beginning and you will not be able to finish. And it's more important to finish than to start out, then, you know, like to, to win, win, win this thing. The second thing was, um, actually, you know, when I had a job, I wanted to do really well and I wanted to be a valuable employee. Um, and so I would work off the clock because it's like, I have all these things that I need to get done. And it was been there, done that dude, bad decision. Everybody don't work off the clock because you do, you create that expectation that I can accomplish this many things in my work day. Yeah. So, you know, then when my boss would come to me and be like, yeah, I need to add something to your plate because thinking that I had left some margin in my life and I had not, I, and, and not even on my lunch break. So if they did need to come to me and be like, well, we need you to work a little bit of extra time. Like I was already working that extra time. They just didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't really fair to them. And it definitely wasn't fair to me. And it wasn't fair to you. Yeah. Um, and that's what we do. That's what we do to ourselves. I guess maybe there's a certain amount of it that comes from pride um, because we want to be thought well of and we don't want to be, we don't want to let people down. Um, yeah. And that's very personal because we want to be great. We want to be great at stuff. I legitimately want to be a valued member of the team. That's like, that's, that's my be all end all. Um, and when I, when I feel like I'm not 
pulling my weight, when I feel like I'm I'm not adding value to the team that I'm a part of, I start to get real fidgety. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it usually doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. If I'm being if I'm being completely honest, it doesn't end well because my expectations for myself are always going to be higher than other people's expectations for me. That's probably true. Valued listener, that may not be your story. That yeah. I can guarantee you it is mine because I've had people that have given me projects before. Um used to do used to do a lot of project management, right? And I've had people that have given me projects before and then they'll follow it up with, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like great or anything. And I'm like, you cannot, you cannot give me a project and then tell me not to give a hundred percent of myself to it. Because if if it's not worth my best, ask somebody else to do it. Don't right. ask me to do it. Yeah. Because I'm not that I'm not capable because a lot of times I do give less than a hundred percent at stuff to projects and things like that. And when I do, it is very apparent. <laughs> it's very apparent because people will come back and go, this is not, a, this is not me tooting a horn or anything. The people will come back to me and go, Bubba, that, um, Hey man, that just wasn't, I didn't, didn't, didn't like wasn't feel your like caliber. you. Yeah. Are you, is everything okay? And then the answer is <clears throat> nope. Nope. Not no, okay. it's not. Well, so I want to talk about that a little bit. So you're you are starting to see some unraveling, some signs that point to burnout, or maybe you're like already full blown there. I was looking up kind nah, of. I'm not there yet. Part of it, part of burnout and not getting to that end, deep, dark place um, that we were mentioning earlier is recognizing in the early phases. Uh oh, I think I'm headed toward. Yeah. Um, burnout. So here are some signs that you may be approaching uh, that, that spot, becoming increasingly irritable and like you have a short fuse, finding less enjoyment in activities that you used to, you know, like, yep. um, becoming increasingly cynical and negative. That's a big one for you. Yeah. I do that too. Um, unhealthy eating and drinking habits starting to form. Um, this is me late last night being like, I want to eat a full plate of food right now because I don't know why I just want to. Uh, that's me yesterday saying, I don't know that I ate anything today. Mm-hmm. Um, you start believing that things are going to change just on their own instead of that you are going to have to um, take steps to change them. And that's like, oh, well, when summer hits, then yeah. we'll have time. And it's no, we need to make time the, now. The, the time is now. When LTN con is over, then I'll have time. No, we have to make time. No, no. Hey, you're not wrong. But like, um, it's really easy for me to look at a situation like that. And, you know, specifically with, oh, hey, you know, when LTN con's over, yada, yada, yada. Because like, that's a big deal, right? Like it, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. There are things that need to hit. Um, and I, I don't think that I don't think that it's healthy for us to always push things to the side either. Like I don't I don't think that it is, you know, to say, well, you know, my my personal well being, I'm st- I'm starting to things are starting to get hard, things are starting to be tough, so I need I need to just back away and everything can just suffer because I've created this vacuum now with myself. I, I don't think that that's okay. From an organizational standpoint. So you're saying sometimes you you have to take one for the team. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't and, and so again, I'm speaking from a very personal standpoint because I do not deal with things 
in the same way that another person might, right? So like my, my mental capacity, my physical capacity, my emotional capacity may be higher than, than yours, listener, and that's okay. Like, I'm just telling you how I deal with things. I think that I take this to the extreme sometimes where I take so much stuff on the chin um, that I don't care about my well-being. And so I'm like, nope, the, the team needs this. And so I've got to. So I'll stay up all night long and not sleep before my flight. That, I, that's a recent um, and example. I tell And I tell you what, more often than not, I cannot even express how many times that has gone completely just awry for me. Like, I think this is the most important thing in the world. And I do it. And I bust my back, break my back trying to do it. I go crazy. I go ham. And then I do the thing. And probably eight times out of 10, the person that I do the thing for, they're just like, oh, I mean, that wasn't like a, that wasn't like a big deal. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I thought it was a big deal. And so to me, the biggest thing that leads to burnout is expectation, right? Like what is, are are we managing expectation well? Does the expectation even exist? And if so, are we, are we gauging the expectation properly? So some of that could be like communication too. 100%. All you have to do is ask somebody, but then again, it's a pride issue, right? Again, from, from my, I don't want somebody to think I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you, you, you got a copy of that rundown I can take a look at it real quick? Like, I don't want to be Jim Halpert in this situation. Yes. I yeah. want people to know that they can count on me. Last episode, I talked about, you know, Levi not being able to, to know people's names. I deal with that too. We, in our lives, we create things that mask our, um, our shortcomings. shortcomings. Hey, yeah. Jinx. Yeah. Insufficiencies was another yeah. word that I was dealing with. Um, but, but it puts a puts a, a thin cone of paint over it so that mm-hmm. people don't notice the blemishes. Yeah, I remember watching a um, brain something or other episode on that where it was talking about how even sometimes subconsciously, like it's so painful for us um, to have to acknowledge our shortcomings to to other people that we don't know something. Yeah. So people will just go along and agree with some of the most ridiculous ridiculous and when you like when you put it that way they are really really ridiculous and anybody can see it um but we'll just be like you know yeah i know yeah i know Uh, i will say this because i know we're we're out of time i don't even know what we have written on that that computer screen over there and at this point we got to land the plane somewhere and so we got to get around to a biblical point right so from a biblical standpoint and this is this is one thing that i i teach our missionaries and stuff like that because like when we're at conventions it's go, 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 go. But it is a very seasonal kind of a thing. So it's like, hey, you're going to go for four days and then you're not going to go anymore. Like it, there's going to be a sweet release. It's it's very finite. And so in that moment, we try and help them understand that burnout is a thing. You're going to get to the point where you don't want to play another single board game. You don't want to, you don't want to even talk to anybody else. You don't want to do stuff. And there is a moment where we need to push past that because of the ministry that it is that we're trying to do, right? Like the, the reasons that we're trying to exist in the space. And what we tell them 
what we started to add to our training is when we do things just to do them or because we think that we have to, or it's a mismanagement of expectations, like that kind of a deal, programming, even in church, right? Like just doing programming stuff and hey, well, we have to meet here and we have to do this and we have to yada, yada, yada. It's one of those deals where we burn out because of the reasons we're doing things. Not because of the, th- the things that we're doing, but it's the reasoning behind why we're doing them. The Bible is very specific um, when it says that you will run and not grow weary. You will mount up on wings like eagles. Like, I will give you the things that you need to do to continue doing the things that I need you to do. Thus saith the Lord. And so we try to encourage people that it's like, hey, when when you are when you are about the Lord's business, when you're doing the things that he has called you to do, you will run and not grow weary. You will have the endurance and the wherewithal to to take the steps that need to be taken, even when, you know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is saying, all I need you to do is stay awake. I know that you're tired. I just need you to, to keep watch. Like if you're doing the things that God is calling you to do, and I will say specifically the things that God is calling you to do, not the things that God's calling you to do and then the things that you think you need to be doing, but the things that God is actually calling you to do, you will have this ridiculous, like supernatural endurance. But it's really hard for us to know because a lot of times we stop asking which plates are God, which plates are the ones that God is actually asking me to spin. Mm-hmm. And which am I spinning? Because, well, you know, we we have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... That's, that's the spirit. There are, there are things like really quick that we can do on a physical level, exercising, eating well, practicing good sleep habits, um, asking for help in our lives. I think also, I mean, that's, that's what just any doctor or psychologist is going to tell you those four things. I think going a step beyond that, because we're very holistic and this is church nerds, everyone. So we want to know what the Bible says because we realize that spiritual you know, connection here. Um, Saying your best yes. um, Part of saying your best yes, because saying your best yes, that's something we learned about from somebody who's good at like life strategy stuff. Um, You cannot say yes to everything. So only only say yes to certain things because you do have a capacity. But to in order to say your best yes, you have to ask the Lord for help about those things. Yeah. And um, I think asking your family about, you know, you have to ask the Lord in your family, which plates can I let drop here? Absolutely. Um, and then also practicing Sabbath is so important. And I think that some of that burnout that we deal with is because we didn't take God seriously yeah. when he said, you need to rest. You need to rest every week. You have to set aside time Mm -hmm. to rest. If you don't, it's sin. And the way that your sin is going to find you out in this instance, you will burn out. You will stress out. You will become a mess. It's a natural consequence. I think that's one thing that's, and if you're not a Christian, just welcome to the Insider Baseball talk here. I think that this is one thing not just the only thing, but I think it's one thing that we as Christians have kind of lost sight of, especially I will say in Western culture, right? We are so 
goal oriented. We are so go, 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 like burn the candle at both ends kind of a deal that we forget or basically just kind of like disavow that thing that God has told us to do, which is um, you're to rest. It's one of the big 10. Um, mm-hmm. And also uh, sometimes you just got to be still and know that I'm God. And we're like, mm, let's walk and talk, Lord. Let's go. And so we Which always- in ministry. Always. It's not to, not to, you know, dog your training of your missionaries that, you know, like we're trying to serve sacrificially mm-hmm. here for a, a short amount of time. But they do that in ministry, but it's like you never reach the end of the season. That well, that that's was one. Important. That's one thing that I heard a lot in ministry is we're in a season. We're in a season. But like, if you look you at, you just a, need to find a way to have a quiet time in the season. Here's the deal, though. Like, and that's very specific. And and really, I'm telling you right now, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I really do not care who is listening to this podcast because I think this is truth. Um, and so, if somebody tells you that, ask them when the season ends. Legitimately speaking, you can, if somebody- Like for a date on the calendar? Yeah, like, okay, well, well when is this? Well, we don't know. Then we're not in a season. That's not mm-hmm. how seasons end. Mm-hmm. That's not biblically. That's not scripturally. That's not um, uh, traditionally Jewish. That's not, uh, looking on a calendar, seasons have beginnings and seasons have ends. And so if somebody just says to you, well, we're just in a season of being busy, you ask them point blank. And I'm telling you because this is my story. I did not do this. You ask them very specifically, when when is this season end? We have seasons for our podcasts that have beginnings and ends because I know what it's like to just mm-hmm. have an open-ended season. Right. And it's burnout city. Uh-huh. Um, so like I'm telling you, like even even in church, I did 12 years, guys. I cannot, I can't express it enough. And some of you are still in church working. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You can get in these modes where you just lower your head, and before you know it, you haven't taken it. You haven't taken a day off in months, mm-hmm. months. Because well, there's always there's always something to be done. Mm-hmm. Two stories, and then we'll get out of here. Okay, um, uh, and the, the, both of these are from this past weekend. Um, I get, well, by the time you listen to this, two weekends ago when I went to Origins, we stayed with a pastor, um, and this was you know. A pastor that Chris was with, uh, they, they started a, a church in Arizona, and now you know he's uh, he's in Ohio, and so uh, this pastor, it was it was Friday, and I just kind of you know looked at him. I was like, hey, um, like Mark, do you need to? Are you are you good, man? Are you are you are you good to like be here and be doing stuff? Do you need to be out doing things? And he's like, no, nah, man, this is my weekend. And I was, Anna's putting the headphones on PJ so he can listen and stop talking to look for a second. And so um, I was just like, man, I, I think that this is, this is like really cool that you are, that you can like take that time. And not, it's not that he doesn't care about his congregation. It's not that he doesn't care about the people that God has put him in charge of, but that he's able to say, okay, hey, now I, there are other things that I need to do and take care of. And he was able to be present in the moments when he was with us. He wasn't always checking his phone. He wasn't always, you know, calling calling up at the church and and seeing if things needed to be done. When he was with us, he was present with us because he was able he was able to rest from his work even at the church as a senior pastor. And I applauded that. I told Chris, I was like, dude, he needs to freaking write a book about rest margins tell me about it 
Yeah. So uh, second story and final story of, of the day. And I'm sorry that we're going long. I don't even know how long we've been going because we've had to actually break so many times in this segment um, to deal with the kid and, and getting water and like all sorts of stuff. And so like um, last story, there there's a there's a friend of mine um, in the tabletop space that um, he is currently in in the process of becoming Jewish. And so one of the things that he is doing is he's starting to practice all of the Jewish, you know. Shabbat. Yep, that's one of them, absolutely. And so on Saturdays, he's just gone. And convention Saturdays are kind of a big deal. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the past couple of conventions and also other things, like on Saturday, he's just gone. You just don't see him. And I asked him, just point blank, I was like, hey, man, can you tell me what, because I just care about these things, right? Like I love people's stories. Can you tell me what it is that has kind of led you to want to pursue Judaism? And one of the things that he talked about was um, not like not like the, the rigidity and like they force you to do this and yada, yada, yada. He's like, he didn't say any anything even in that realm to which I was like, awesome, absolutely. Because he wasn't born Jewish. He, he, he chose to, to follow, you know, um, you know, Judaism. And so like when he, when he was talking about that, he would say things like there is just this amount of freedom that comes with Shabbat, with taking the Sabbath and not doing anything, not having responsibilities. And he talked about being able to play games and have fun and just enjoy his time. And this is a guy who loves to work. He's like, work is fun for me. I love working. And he works a ton. And so for him to be like, it's just good. Like, I loved that. Like, that was that was a good thing that comes out of this is being able to rest. It's not being forced to rest, but it's being given space to rest and it being okay. And I was like, whoops, we missed that as Christians, a ton, because we kind of push that into the margins, right? The bad margins. We push it into the the margins and say, well, uh, there's so many other things that we could be doing. Like Jesus needs us. Was this person formerly a like Christian? Um, and at, at converting one, to Judaism? Not, not, not like directly. Did, did Christianity fail him because we're missing at one some, of the Ten Commandments in our practice in the church. Um, it wasn't a direct A to B, okay. but at one point, yes. Mm. And so I, I just think that <sighs> burnout is real. It's not a, it's, it's not even, I think it's real. I know that it's real because I have experienced it and it looks different to different people and we'll land this plane. But when, when it starts to creep up in your life, not if, but when, um, even if you're like, well, I don't really do anything like anything can lead to burnout because you're not creating, you're not managing your expectations. Well, you're not taking care of your body. Mm. You're not taking care of the relationships around you, whether it's just internal or external. I think too, while we're talking about seasons, people need to do different things. Mm -hmm. It's not always winter. It's not always summer. Like we get to the end of our season and we're ready to do a different thing and keeping that like variety is the spice of life. life. Keep doing different things. Yeah. Because you will, you just keep your head down and do the same thing over and over again, yep. even if it's something you love. 
You will hate it. Yeah. You will hate it. Well, and the beauty is, is that um, the seasons are cyclical. And so if you, you come back around to it, yeah, if you really love winter, it's winter is coming. See what, <laughs> I I see what you did there. Boom. Yeah. Well, hey, we are going to, holy geez, get the heck out of here. Um, and don't go anywhere, though. We're, we'll be back with a nerdy recommendation and also a church nerd's memory verse. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. I quit. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. All right, today we have a nerdy recommendation for you, and it's kind of counterproductive, mm-hmm. oh, or it's 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 very productive. Um, sometimes I call this liquid motivation. Yes. Uh, this little bean of mine, coffee. Uh, now I want you to take this with a grain of salt because sometimes we just power through yeah. our tired moments by drinking coffee. When what our body really needs is rest yes, and, and so, practicing good sleep routines. But yeah. sometimes you need a little boost. All of that aside, um, you should, if you drink coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, I'm telling you right now, this little bean of mine is absolute fire. Like it's so good. They were a sponsor for LTNCon and thank you so much for that. I guess at the time that you're hearing this... He tries to understand how the calendars work. Time. At the the time you're hearing this, uh, they are a sponsor currently of um, LTNCon online. And you can go to thislittlebeanofmine.com and you know what? You can actually get an LTN roast. (gasps) What? Yeah. So um, that's something special. And that roast is actually going to be rotating. So it's going to be a different flavor. Um, a different roast every season. I don't know what that looks like for them, but it's not going to stay the same the whole time. Once again, seasons. Yep. Did you know that um, Tide and companies with like big recognizable, they they change their formulas and their scents um, so that it kind of always smells new and fresh to you? Oh, that's because cool. You, because you know when you wash your your clothes with the same soap, it starts to smell like just normal to you, but you want it to smell over the top fresh. Isn't that weird? Well, that's what we're doing with this LTN roast. Um, Cool. But you don't wash your clothes in it. (laughs) Do not, unless you want to coffee dye them. Yeah. All right, well, I have a church nerds memory verse. Um, You kind of already talked about this concept, um, actually, and I'm glad you did. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy 
and my burden is light. Obviously, this is Jesus talking to us. And this verse means a lot to me. This is a verse that like, I talk about this so much. Anytime you you kind of, if somebody needs you to talk about something on the fly, you do like Hebrews uh, 12, one and two. Um, I think you mean Romans. Hebrews. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. Romans. I do mean Romans. Hebrews Um, is good. This is, this is, this is mine because I think it's very personal for me where I reached a point in my life um, where I was carrying a lot of burden and I still reach this point sometimes and I have to reevaluate. Is this my yoke or is this Jesus yoke? Because if Jesus gave me this burden, then I, then it's something that I'm able to carry with him. However, we get into trouble when we start lugging around the things that we've piled onto ourselves. Right, right. And the whole reason that it's such a struggle is because we're not carrying the load that he gave us. Yeah. So. Man, I just, I mean, this this is one I could preach on off, off the cuff as well. And I think I did the other day, honestly, if I'm being truthful, we were talking about um, the concept of being unequally yoked came up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, we usually use that incorrectly. <laughs> We think it's, well, I just, I can't be with somebody who doesn't believe what I believe. And I was like, well, nobody believes exactly what you believe about anything. Like there's always a variance of difference there. Um, There's work to be done and the yoke is about the work being done. And so if you're just looking for somebody who thinks the way that you think, you're kind of taking that out of context a little Mm. bit. Um, And I I just kind of was talking about it and somebody was like, dang, I never thought about it like that. And I was like, yeah, Bible's kind of funny that way, isn't it? But such a great thing. I love, I mean, I just, like that Jesus guy, he just freaking knew what he was talking about, you know? Um, so there's a couple of things. There's a, you know, a memory verse and a recommendation. And you're going to see more from that recommendation later. We're doing a lot with, with um, you know, Brett and, you know, Patrick over there at this little bean of mine. Brett also does beard oil stuff and you know so refrigeration yeah advanced fans refrigeration um and so like you'll hear more of them and you'll see more of that and i just want to get this out there like we don't really take a kickback from that at least at this moment in time that's not why we do things that's not why we have partnerships Except having cool branded stuff yeah i mean like we want to help push stuff that we think is great and so that's one of those things um hey we're gonna get out of here yeah because we talk so much. So much. And I only have so many spoons of time. Hey, go to uh, ltnlovethynerd.com slash podcasts. Is that a thing? Sure. Hey, check out all the podcasts that we have. Yeah, lovethynerd.com has got a lot of really cool stuff on there. Um, kind of a cobbled together end here. You can, you can if you like what we do, you believe in what we do, you want to be a part of it um, financially, just go to lovethynerd.com slash give. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. And if you know what that means, I want to talk to you more about it. If you don't, I also would like to talk to you more about it. I think it would be great if you uh, thought and or prayed, if you're into that kind of thing, about supporting Love Thy Nerd and what we do, um, whether online or at conventions or otherwise. And also, real quick, uh, PJ, stop smiling at me, cute little boy. Uh, real quick, you can set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on Amazon. Just go to smile.amazon.com. Choose Love Thy Nerd. Boom. Roasted. That's going to give us a small... Like the LTN like roast. Like the coffee. That's, what? That's going to give us a small kickback at no extra cost to you on every purchase that you make on smile.amazon.com. And don't act like you're not on Amazon. Sweet. Because I know that you are. Uh, Yeah. 
pretty much everybody is. Is there a conspiracy theory about Amazon? It's probably one of those cards. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, hey, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for spending just a little bit of your time with us here. Uh, Once again, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Oh, 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 oh